Keth, you have blacked out. Vision slowly starts to come back. You find yourself face first on the stone. You bring your chin up and you see the well in front of you is dormant. You then sit up and turn around and look out towards the horizon through the doors. The sun is rising. At this point, towards the ledge of the mountains, you see someone approaching. The silhouette of a man. In the previous room where you saw the demolished statues, they are now intact. The man walks closer and closer until he enters the room of the statues. He stands in the center and begins a ritual. His voice is soft as he speaks an incantation. His voice gets louder and louder until eventually a statue erupts, sending debris and dirt across the room. Then another explodes, sending hurricane-force winds throughout the chamber. You shield your eyes, but peek through your cracked fingers to see the man standing amongst the center of this chaos without a flinch. The third statue breaks down, sending lightning throughout the room. The lightning strikes the remaining statue, which then releases flames that whirlwind across the room, combining with the other natural elements. Eventually, it comes to a still. Standing around the man in the center are four giant humanoid figures. The earth giant composed of dirt, mud, clay, and lush green vines. The wind giant, which has the body of a tornado, holding metal armor plating making a humanoid shape. The third you recognize, a pale blue-skinned giant in thick leather armor with lightning in his eyes. That is a car. The fourth is a humanoid-shaped giant formed by molten rock and lava. That is Mastic. The dark-cloaked man begins to walk out of the chamber to the exit. Quickly after he begins to move, the elemental giants begin to follow. The vision then fades back to black. The five of you watch in horror as Mestic the Fire Giant rises from a crouched stance behind the now-illuminated Shadow Well. He continues to rise from his squat until he reaches 50 feet tall. His body is coated in that molten rock and lava flows beneath within the body. He then whirls his right arm around, snapping a fire whip above your heads. His left arm rises, bringing an obsidian axe into view. The sharp edge of the axe has a fiery blaze from it. He raises his right arm above his head and slams his fist down onto the ground, going to a single knee. Around you, pillars of lava erupt from the ground. He stands back up and takes an offensive stance. Give me initiatives. At the start of combat, it is Mestic's turn. And at the beginning of Mestic's turn, Wall of Flame, the spell, connects between all of the pillars of lava. Anyone that is within a Wall of Flame will need to give me a dexterity save. It looks like the only person in this situation is Rokar. The floor is, in fact, lava. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a three. All right. Out of curiosity, is my health still what it was after our last encounter? Yes. I assumed as much. Mm-hmm. Hit me with your best shot. That's where he's going to fire away. Ah. <laughs> nice. You can go ahead and title the episode that. That's fine. <laughs> fire away. <laughs> 
16 fire damage. Do I, at the very least, like hot foot away from it? Like, oh. It feels like that'd be instinctive just to get the fuck out of the fire. No, no. it's fine. I'll use my action to get out of the fire. <laughs> and after the wall of fire erupts around the, the area, he then steps forward and uses his fire whip to attack two people at range. Those two people are going to be Finch and Rokar. What is your AC, Finch? 16. That is a hit for 19. And Rokar? Uh, 18. 25 to hit. Finch, you take 16 slashing damage along with 7 fire damage. So that will be a total of 23 damage. Can I cast Absorb Elements? You can. I would like to do that. And what does that do? I get resistance, and then on my next turn, if I choose to attack him, he'll take 1d6 of that damage type. Okay. Mostly trying to not get boned here, Dave. Uh, so it'll be 13 slashing damage, which I do not believe can be blocked no, by, it's a, like by a elemental elements. stuff. But the fire damage along with the fire whip is 8. So with the resistance, you'll take 4. So 17 total. After his two attacks there, we then move on to Rokar. You are within the Wall of Fire. Nothing happens at the beginning of your turn here, but obviously it's too hot to stay. Bet. No, um, I'm... <laughs> What's his distance for me? 35 to get to melee range, and then 44 ranged attacks. Okay. I will move about 15 feet closer to him, and then I will cast uh, Maximilian's Earthen Grasp on Mystic. Okay. And what happens here? I basically just grab him with a big hand of rock. Does he make a save? Yeah. Um, he has to make a strength saving throw. On a fail save, uh, he takes 2d6 bludgeoning damage and is restrained for the spell's duration. He got a 9 on his strength saving throw. That is a 12. What type of damage is this? Bludgeoning damage. All right. Uh, so you move 15 feet. You casted that. Uh, is that your action? Yeah, that is my action. It's concentration up to a minute, just so you know. And uh, he can roll another strength save and throw to get out of it. And then I want to use the remainder of my movement to move further away, not into a wall of fire. After Rokar, we move on to Finch. Okay, well, surrounded by fire, so I'm going to pull out my Guardian's Flintlock, and I will uh, take two shots at this guy. First one's a 25. 25 is a hit. Second one's a 23. 23 is also a hit. 14 damage on one. 17 damage on the other. And what type of damage is it? Radiant. Wait. Magical. Wait. Radiant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What I guess magical or is that a thing? It should be radiant. Magical radiant. Ma- magically radiant. <laughs> it's magically radiant. <laughs> All right, so two shots from your Guardian's Flintlock shoot out two rays of radiant energy and collide with his chest, and you can see that it kind of breaks apart some of the molten rock, and uh, lava begins to spill out of it a little bit. After Finch, then, we move on to Doroth. Is there any way that I can get, not from where I am, but is there any way that I can get everyone within a 60-foot radius from like the way how they're standing now or, or are they too far apart a 60 foot radius a 30 foot radius 30 I foot mean, radius sorry. 
Yeah, if you take like two squares towards Mestic, you okay. will for sure have everybody. All right. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to stay where I am, and I'm going to cast a Mass Cure Wounds. It allows me to select a point within 60 feet that it will radiate from. Okay. So I will put the point there. Okay. And I will cast Mass Cure Wounds. All right. And how many does this heal? Six people? Six people of my choice. All right. Which Can I be all perfect. six of those people? No, <laughs> please don't. Everyone gets 15. All right. Everybody Damn. get 15 HP. Uh, Keth, you will get advantage on your con save to wake up on your turn. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Doris? I don't know if moving... I don't know if moving is a good idea. Bardic Inspiration is a bonus action, right? Yes. I will use... A bardic inspiration die on Keth. I'll walk back towards him and just bend down and be like, "You got this, buddy!" And give him a D10. It's a D10 Ooh, now. Damn. All right. That you can use. Did you want to move back towards him as well? You said. I'll probably use my movement to move back to where I was. Okay. So then... you're just gonna move to him and then back. After Doris, we then move on to Felomir. I'm gonna cast Synaptic Static. Explain. <laughs> I choose a point within range and cause psychic energy to explode there. The range is 120 feet. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make an intelligent save. A target takes 8d6 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Barring a failed save, there's other things that happen. Okay. We'll start there. I'm going to conjure up a nice little ball of psychic energy directly behind Mestic. His intelligence save is a 10. That is a fail. So he will take 8d6 psychic damage. Damn. Uh, that's going to be 22 psychic damage. Also on a failed save, the target has muddled thoughts for one minute. During that time, it rolls a d6 and subtracts the number rolled from all its attack rolls and ability checks, as well as con saves, to maintain concentration. The target can make an intelligent saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself Barring a success. Okay, so whenever Mestic attacks, he will also roll a d6. And subtract it. And subtract it. All right. Is there anything else on your turn? That will be it. Okay. After Philomir, we then move on to Astra. Does using Quicken spell use two spell slots or just one? It will use two spell slots. Okay. I will do a one fifth level and one fourth level chromatic orb of frost. Okay. Uh, give me the two attacks for your chromatic orb. That is a 14 and a 20. All right, the 20 hits, and because you gave them to me in that order, I'm going to say the fourth level one hits. 27 damage. 27 cold damage. All right, so that would be your action and your bonus action. You haven't used any of your movement. Would you like to move? I'll move to the left of Keth. All right, so you've moved to stand over Keth, Astra. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Do I get a bonus action, even though I just used Quicken Spell to give myself a bonus action? No, you used your bonus action. Then no. All right. After Astra, we then move on to Keth. Keth, please give me a constitution saving throw at advantage. 26. You immediately wake up and look around surrounded by fire yeah i'm laying there my eyes kind of flutter open and the first thing that that i see is this giant wall of flame Keth just starts no no not again not again 
And then uh, as he staggers to stand up, he looks around and sees uh, all of his friends still alive and sees this fire giant uh, at the end of this chamber. For Keth, this is what he envisioned in Atherin. Him standing face to face with this fire giant that's threatening everyone else in this chamber. The rage starts to build up inside of him, but he suppresses it. And the first thing that I'm going to do is second win, so I can heal myself a little bit. All right. So I got a six on my second win, which brings me up to 24 HP. All right. Jesus. And uh, I'm going to slam a greater healing potion. Wait. Did you say 24 HP? Mm-hmm. Like you have a total of 24 HP? I'm assuming I'm starting this at zero, right? No. Oh. But you were just unconscious. Like you oh. just blacked out. Okay. Yeah, you're probably like full health then. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a lot better then. I <laughs> retract my previous statement. <laughs> Keth stands up and sees Astra at his side. Keth charges forward and runs in front of Dorth, just staring at Mestic, and he yells out as he's becoming enraged. You! You caused all of this! And he's going to pull out his hammer and just try to throw it at him. All right. <laughs> Uh, give me the ranged attack with your hammer. And that's Phil. That's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a, a not proficient, so a nine. You throw it, and it basketball hoops into the well. <laughs> In the quick <laughs> Got him. And uh, I'll summon it back. <laughs> <laughs> and it pops back up at your head. And then I'm just going to throw up my shield and get ready to try to block any incoming attacks. All right. And after Keth's turn, we then end the round. The walls of flame erupt outward and disappear, but in doing so, anyone within 10 feet of it will need to give me a dexterity saving throw. That will be everyone but Astra. Does this count as a spell? It does. Do twice savings magic. Dean, if you're 10 feet close to me, you're going to get a plus four on the saving throw. And you are. Ooh. What kind of saving? A dexterity saving throw. 15. 25. 6. 12. 22. All right. So Keth, Dorth, and Rokar have succeeded. However, Felomir and Finch fail. But you can actually go ahead and count yourself as a success, Felomir, as you have resistance. Finch, you take 26 damage, 26 fire damage. Keth, Doroth, Felomir, and Rokar take 13. And that was including your resistance. Yes. I take nine with my shield master feet. If I save on my decks, I take no damage. Oh, nice. All right. You also have to make a concentration save. Shut your mouth. Because you took damage. <laughs> he didn't think of that. Why would you give him that? I'm the rules lawyer, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, give me a constitution save, Rokar, for concentrating. I believe you have to beat a 10. Okay. Well, 11, actually. Okay. 5 plus 4 plus 2. All 11, right. right. Yep. So you are still concentrating on your grasp. Mm-hmm. I'm holding him. And on Mestic's turn, at the start of the round, the lava pillars uh, kind of fall back into the ground and then erupt in, in different locations. And this is when Mestic will attempt to break out of the earthen grasp with his action. And this is a strength save. 
Yes. It's an 18 against your spell, DC. 15. All right. He moves forward 60 feet kind of around the well, and that's his turn. So we then move on to Rokar. Okay. I would like to move away from him. If you do, he will have an attack of opportunity against you. What's the range on that weapon, Dave? On his axe? Whichever one he's going to be hitting me with when I leave. I will not say. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) But I am giving you the heads up that an opportunity attack would happen. Okay. Thank you kindly. You could use your action to disengage if you'd like. No, because I got other plans for my action. All right. Thank you, though. So I'll just go ahead and break concentration. Okay. And then two pillars to my left. You would say those are 10 feet apart or less than? They are 10 feet apart. Okay. So I would like to cast Shatter on a uh, space between those two pillars. Okay. They won't make any kind of save. So if they do damage. It does damage to inorganic items. Okay. So go ahead and things. give me the damage. That is uh, 12 damage. So those two will break apart. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I would just like to shout, the pillars are breakable. And after Rokar's turn, we then move forward with Finch. Taking note from uh, Rokar, uh, I'm going to hit it with my greatsword. All right. It's oh, a crit miss. <laughs> <laughs> Your greatsword gets sucked into the pillar and melts. Drop it in the well. <laughs> a different D20 for the second one. Oh, my. Okay, that's a seven. I was like, holy shit, no way. <laughs> Uh, 17 on the second one. 17 is a hit, so give me damage. God. <laughs> Would you like to smite the pillar? <laughs> <laughs> is that really necessary? I hope not. <laughs> Fuck, should I smite it? No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, cruel lawyer. Okay, and I keep forgetting this too. I can reroll ones and twos, so I'm going to do that here. 15 damage. All right, you destroy the pillar with your greatsword. You come up and cleave through it a couple times chopping it up into chunks and then it just kind of crumbles apart and the fire dissipates. And then I'll yell, he's right! They're breakable! (laughs) (laughs) Good thinking, Finch! (laughs) Finch, you still have movement. You only moved five feet, so you have 25 more feet of movement. You have your bonus action, I believe. Maybe I'll just take a few steps to make sure that when and if these walls connect, I'm not stuck in it. So maybe I'll like come you're currently not between two pillars yeah i don't know i don't need to you know what maybe i should stick with my people let me run towards the middle of them that way they all get my aura of courage now you're a paladin (laughs) there we go (laughs) all right if you move any further to get closer to a group you will uh incur an opportunity attack well we don't want that so i've put you where i think is best sounds great all right after finch we then move on to doris well, Rokar was talking about the mechanics of his hand. I was like, I also have a hand that I can use to push Mestic into Rokar's hand. And we can just... <laughs> I'm going to get you. That would be creepy as hell. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I broke uh, concentration anyways. Teclum to death. I'm going to pull out my, my new drum, my rhythm, ma- rhythm maker's drum, and... I'm going to do a Vicious Mockery. And as you know, this Vicious Mockery the spell save will be a 17 because I get a plus two from just having the drum. I'm going to pull up my drum and just... Your entire existence is a botch. 
You think that you're hot shit, but you're just a fire crotch. <laughs> he got a six. Ooh, he fails. Three D4 damage and also a disadvantage on his next attack roll. Help me remember that. I will. Ryan. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Seven psychic damage. All right. And that will be my turn. After Doroth, we then move on to Felomir. All right. Um, Felomir is going to move. I'm going to straight to my left the entire 25 feet of my movement. And as I'm doing that, I will be firing some Eldritch Blasts at Mastic. All right. First one's a 15. 15 is a miss. Second one is a 18. That is also a miss. Ooh. Third one is a 24. That is a hit. Pew, pew. Just just pew. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Ooh, for 18 force damage. Jesus. All right. I took that um, agonizing blast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I whip out my wand and say, <laughs> yeah, what he said. Pepe Le Pew. Say it. And say, uh, how does this thing work? <laughs> and shoot off two Eldritch Blasts that somehow miss the giant in front of me. But one does it. All right. Uh, is there anything else on your turn, fellow? That will be it. All right. After Felomir, we move on to Astra. Okay. I forgot last time. Um, I, as my bonus action, am going to hex Mestic. I'm debuffing the shit out of him. Just concentration up to one hour. Uh, 90 feet. Am I within? You are within 90 feet. Cool. And does he make a save? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you place the curse on a creature that you can see within range until the spell ends. You deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. Choose one ability and you cast the spell. The target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. Okay, so what ability would you like to choose? What are you Don't look at, at me Ryan. for? Ryan. This is your choice. There's a right uh, answer. There's six of them. Think real hard about it. There's six answers. <sighs> and there's one right one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe two. Wisdom saves. All right. Wrong answer. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Intelligence. I never... That helps me out. Hmm? Intelligence. Yeah, it helps him out. That's Why the only one that I know that... Sure. He has the, the, thing. Muddle, the muddle thing, right? That's a save, not an ability check. Oh. That's why I'm not the sorcerer. I don't know what all of you guys have. That either. <laughs> Spellcaster. Wait, you have to choose an ability, right? Yeah. She chose wisdom. Oh, okay. Like an ability score. To have disadvantage on all checks, not saves. Oh. That does not help me, actually. You have made your decision. <laughs> well, I didn't know that it was. I, I thought it was a save, not check. Only checks. Or uh, else it'd be a whatever. super OP level one spell. <laughs> was that your action or your bonus action? That was my bonus action. All right. That's my action. I'm going to cast a level six chromatic orb of cold. Okay. Uh, give me the spell attack for your dramatic board. 22. 22 is a hit. 28 cold damage. All right. And? And three necrotic damage. Okay, so 31 total. But I'm assuming cold. Must really hurt. Must <laughs> really hurt. You would have said that by now. That right? stings a lot. Maybe. I feel like he's not saying. And my guess is... He doesn't bleed, so we won't ever really be able to know if he's bloodied. 
really all you're seeing is like his uh, molten rock is just kind of cracking and falling apart, and then lava starts pulling out of it. He got lava blood. <laughs> he does bleed. I shout, he does bleed. Is there anything else on your turn, Astro? That is all. All right, and after Astro, we then are to Cat. All right, so I'm going to rush up in between Finch and Rokar, and I'm going to yell at Mestic. You're the one that cursed me with this affliction. I will make two attacks at him. All right. Are you recklessly attacking? I am not. Okay. And I'm still saving my bardic inspiration. It's going to be a 23 and a 24. Both hit. Uh, 28 points of damage. Bludgeoning damage because I'm using my Warhammer. All right. And is there anything else on your turn, Keth? No, that is it. All right. So you rush forward with your hammer and you go and just break him at the ankles, just tearing off molten rock. And then you see the lava kind of pulling around him and you actually can't step directly under him. Otherwise, you would be in the lava as there's so much on the ground now. After Keth, we then move on to the top of the round with the Mestic. Who has disadvantage on his attack. He does. Correct. Also a minus six. He hex. Also. <laughs> and. It's not flat minus six, right? It's doesn't have to oh, well, minus it. D6. Yeah. Uh, wall of fires kind of erupt around you, connecting all the pillars. This time, thankfully, to Rokar and Finch taking out two. It appears that it does not affect. Oh, you took out three. Because you took out three, uh, it doesn't affect anyone as it erupts out. Um, this time, though, he is going to attempt attacks. So let's talk about his conditions again, his debuffs. So we have your psychic thing, his muddle. Yep, synaptic static. So all attacks, he's going to have a minus D6 to. Okay. And because of vicious mockery, his next attack, only his next one, will have disadvantage. Okay, so we'll do this one first. Uh, the axe swing comes down to attack Yuka. So disadvantage with the minus D6 is a 23. What? Are you saying? I rolled a 17 twice on the two D20s, and then I rolled a D6 on his minus. So I was like, oh, that's not going to hit. And then I looked at his bonus. I was like, oh, it's going to hit. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that hits. All right. So on a successful attack, it actually cleaves through to the next target. It is the same target to still, or same attack still. So I'm actually going to say it's disadvantage. Um, so it's going to cleave towards Rokar. So it is disadvantage, though. It's a 19. I'd like to cast shield on myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, that brings your AC above. Does it, does it work like that? I can do that in response to It's a reaction, to your, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I could do it in response to your roll, not yes. I have to make it before he actually makes his attack. Yes, that brings me to 23. All right. So, yeah, uh, that's a miss as it cleaves through uh, Keth towards you. So now we'll do the damage on you, Keth, for that hit. It would have killed me. I had to go. I mean, that makes sense. That's nah, not that way. It probably wouldn't kill me, but it would hurt real bad. It might kill. So first is 25 slashing damage. It's a halved. Are you raged? It was the first, first round. Okay. Uh, then that is not halved. So 12 slashing damage. And then an additional 14 fire Jeez. damage. Uh, so that was his first attack of multi-attack. So then we're on to his next attack, which does not have disadvantage, but it continues to have the D6. So, D6. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm attacking you again, Keth. Uh, 
because you're right there in front of him. It's going to be 29. Yeah, that's uh, that's a hit. All right. And then we're going to cleave towards Finch this time as he crisscrosses. 18. For sure. All right. So we have Keth and Finch being hit. We'll start with the damage on Keth. This is going to be 23 slashing. So 11. And then 9 fire. So 20 damage total. Finch, as it cleaves through Keth and pushes towards you. Oh my god, did I really just roll two twos, a one and a three? Yeah. I hope so. Uh, my guys, living, baby. <laughs> that is 15 slashing, plus an additional eight fire, so 23 damage total. And what was stopping him from moving? Anything? Nothing, I think, any longer stopping him from moving. I mean, stuff's totally stopping him from moving. So he kind of rampages forward, getting between all of you. He doesn't do any damage as he walks over you. He doesn't stomp on you or anything. But all that lava that's falling out of him is now kind of pulling in this area. No opportunity attacks for us. Yeah. Do we get a reaction? Is he going to be flanked at least after this? Uh, so the only person that would have gotten one would be Keth. So if you would like to use your reaction, Keth, to attack with an opportunity attack, you may. Did he stomp over us? Yeah, he just kind of stepped over all of you. You can't do it, though, because you already used your reaction on shield. Uh, 21. 21 is a hit. Does it matter that I have Polar Master? I didn't say anything about that being a reaction. Uh, Opportunity attacks require reactions. Uh. Yeah, Polar Master. Oh, okay. You can, yeah. When someone enters your range, you can make one. Yeah, I think I entered his range, though. I believe uh, you did. Max damage, 19. Nice. All right, so as he breaks, uh, walks by you, you just kind of chop him or hit him once with your hammer, and it just kind of breaks a shit ton of molten rock right in front of you. But it does not seem to slow him down at all. And at this point... More pillars, dude. The F. Three fresh pillars pop up around. They kind of circle the area that y'all are in, but they don't activate Wall of Fire yet. So they just kind of pop up. And after Bestic's turn, we then move on to Rokar. Okay. I'm five feet from him. You are ten feet from him. Okay. I'd like to move up to the backside of his left leg and whack him. All right. Let's get the attacks with your spear. Your magical blood spear. Uh, So I've got an 11 a 17 and a 26. 26 hits. Was that the pommel? No, no, that's just one of them. Oh, okay. Three fighter attack. Oh, yeah, level up to got the extra attack for a fighter. And that's going to do seven damage. All right. I will action search to do that junk again. All right. That is a 16, a 24, and a critical hit. 24 mm. hits and the critical misses. I'm getting it hits. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to go ahead and roll in the critical card for me? Sure. Uh, so you will just roll a regular d20 and just tell me the number. We should use the one that I critted on, right? Or did I sense. use up all of its juice? Maybe. Guess we can find out. 15. 15? Max damage with the critical times two. Whoa. Mm. Hell yeah. What's up, dude? So uh, you'll roll an extra die technically with a critical. So... What is the damage? It's going to be uh, 8 plus 4, 12. Okay, but you get an extra die for the crit, so that'll be a 20 times 2, 40 damage for your crit. Okay. And then the damage for your other successful attack. 12. So 50 
two damage with the action surge. It's looking weak now. Mestic is finally starting to show some resistance and slow, uh, but he's not down yet. And is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Rokar? Use my bonus action to cast second win. Hell yeah. Use second win. 1d10 plus your fighter level. Crit miss, right? Or is that a 10? No, that's a 10. Okay. Zero. Uh, so 21. 21 health. Nice. Great turn. It is a good turn. Very effective. Uh, after Rokar, though, we then move on to finish. I'm going to come lay some hands on Keth. And uh, I just decide how much I want to give him, basically, yeah, out of my little 55. slot how many? Do you, how much are you out? 46. Uh, I'll full heal Keth. Wait, 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 is that smart? <laughs> <laughs> let, me give, let me give him 30. Let's do that. That sounds safer. All right. Good call. But I was going to drink my greater healing potion. I have one of those. Okay. 16. I'm going to do the uh, divine favor on myself. Give me 1d4 for a minute. All right. And after Finch, we then move on to Doroth. Ah, I know. With my drum still out, I'm going to cast a level four Witch Bolt. Okay. It's going to be a 28. 28 is a hit. 4d12. Damn. Lightning damage. It's 18 <laughs> lightning damage. All right, you connect with your witch bolt to his legs and his knees, and you're just running the electricity up to his body, and then you get it to his chest, and it's just kind of like cracking molten rock as you go up, just kind of spilling out more lava. Damn. And that was your action. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Can I move while holding witch bolt? You can move. I'll, I'll stay where I am for now. Okay. I have another idea. All right. And after Dorth, then, we then move on to Felomir. Am I within his range? I am 10 feet away from him. You believe you're within his range, yes? I'm going to look up at Mestic and then look at the two pillars that have sprouted next to me and say, oh, shit. (laughs) 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 And I'm going to take the opportunity attack and I'm going to run away. Okay. And I'll use my reaction after he attacks me to use my entropic ward. So he'll have disadvantage. Okay. So disadvantage. And it's still the minus six, right? Correct. Fifteen. That's a hit. Twenty slashing. Five fire, so two fire. And then I'll just go ahead and toss some more Eldritch Blasts at him. All right. Nineteen. That's a miss. Mm. Twenty-one. That's a hit. Twenty. That's a miss. Bullshit, dude. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Bullshit. His AC is (laughs) twenty. Is it? Well, he I think doesn't it's going. have an AC because his body is his armor. You're talking about it's, his spell save, right? No, he's spell attacking, so oh, it's against his armor. It is against his armor. Oh, okay, that's weird. Well, I mean, if a 19 misses and a 20 hits. Body. Well, no, a 20 missed, a 21 hit. 19, 20. Oh, well, 20, if missed. a 20 missed and a 19 or a 21 hit. But some people have already rolled those numbers. Yeah, I think it's been going up uh, or going down. Or something else. It's going down. Is it going down? He's going down. What's going on? He's going down today. He takes 14 force damage. 14 force damage. And I will use a free action to drink a potion. All right. I healed for 12 HP, and that will be my turn. All right. 
after Felomir, we then move on to Astra. I forgot. Uh, we we did not do my wild magic on my first turn. Well, I didn't do a lot of things that I should as a DM. Okay. <laughs> People are going to well, be picking this one apart, be dude. <laughs> dude. Nah, mess it going crazy. There's a lot of things not happening. All right. First off, I'm going to do a level two guiding bolt. You are currently in melee range with him, so you would need to move to not have disadvantage on your ranged attacks. Okay, I'm going to move two squares diagonally directly behind Dorth. That will trigger an opportunity attack, but he has already taken it with his reaction this turn against Felomir. Ah. <laughs> You're you, well. You big dummy. Okay. That Ooh. is a critical. All right, Ooh, so uh, we will be doing wild magic. Wild. And the crit chart. <laughs> uh, and the crit chart. So go ahead and give me that crit chart, d20. 13. You will get an extra die added to your guiding bolt. So what's the normal damage for guiding 5d6. So then you will do 7d6. Okay. Uh, 24 radiant damage, and then four necrotic damage. All right, so your guiding bolt shoots towards his chest and uh, tears apart and breaks molten rock with that radiant energy. Oh, wild magic. 79. Oh no, you cast that's a bad one. Shut up. That's you cast a fireball. That's, that's, not, that's not good at all. Y'all remember last time she rolled 79? Shit. <laughs> that's not a good one. Illusory butterflies and flower petals flutter in the air within 10 feet of you for the next minute. <laughs> Told you. That's so, that's so wild. <laughs> oh my God. I just like face palm and then I'm going to use two more sorcery points to cast a level five chromatic orb of lightning after seeing what... Dorth just did. And this is your quick and spell sorcery points? Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me the attack, and then it will be advantage as Dorth continues to have his witch bolt up. Foxia. And also guiding bolt. An extra guiding bolt. Oh, and guiding mm. bolt. So you have advantage on... You just have advantage, but... You have a lot of advantage. 23. 23 is a hit. 25 lightning damage. All right. And five necrotic damage. And 50 wild magic. Because you use sorcery points. So this is a good Yar. one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't speak for the next minute. Whenever you try, pink bubbles float out of your mouth. <laughs> oh my God. We have had yeah. this one. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, I am going to use the rest of my movement to get as close to Keth as possible. All right. And that is my turn. After... Astro, we then move on to Keth. All right, so I'm going to rotate around Mestic so that I'm on the opposite side of Dorth, so that I'm flanking him. And I'm going to start wailing on him. All right. Crit. Mm. All right. Hell yeah. Oh, the double crit. 19. That's 29. All right, so both hit. As I'm attacking him after my first hit, I will yell, I am Keth, the Giant Slayer. And as my second hit uh, goes into him, I will yell, I am the champion of Yen! 14. Extra die plus four. For criticals, I get an extra die as well, so that'll be three. No, like you get another extra die. 
Oh, so you get your crit extra die, and then another extra die, and then your uh, other, yeah, your savage attacker extra die. So, oh. 4d10 plus 4, plus your strength modifier, or your weapon. So that'll be 34 points of damage for the crit. Okay. Is he going to do it? Oh, no, I'm going to do it. 15 damage for the second one, but uh, if he's not down, I'm going to action surge. Okay. And uh, keep wailing on him. All right. Yes. Crit again. Do it. Oh, 18, 19. So that'll be a 29. Does both hit. And I'm I'm going to use my uh, Bardic Inspiration here. Yes. I don't think it'll be enough. Well, well. Door just in the back. You get the giant sire. <laughs> 16 plus 7, 23. 23 is a hit. So both of those hit. Yep. 18 plus 13. 31 points of damage. We needed to do 25 damage. And nice. as the last one, uh, as the last uh, hammer swing clips into his ankle or leg or whatever, I will yell, and I am a true protector of Asus. And as you land, these flurry of hammer attacks into him and the molten rock is just crumbling around you and on top of everyone, Mastic falls to his knees and starts to tremble and quake the area. I need dexterity saves from everyone as mm. he explodes. Everyone Sad. that's within a 10-foot radius of me gets plus four to their uh, saving throw. That is just Rokar. Congrats, Rokar. Congrats, Rokar. Thanks, man. 12. 17. Crit. 6. 16. 18. 34 fire damage to the failed. 17 to the succeed. Who succeeded? Uh, everyone but Astra and Felomir. So Felomir, you'll take half of her fire. And I will throw my shield up and block all of the damage. All right. And Mastic crumbles and the lava and molten rock just cools off within like a minute after combat's over. It's like it was magically just being heated by his body and now it's just almost like you could pick it up, but it's still not comfortable to pick up. And combat is over. Mastic is dead. As Mastic falls and the lava cools off, you watch as a spirit, a spiritual essence, floats out of the lava and then it flies out of the chamber and away from the mountain. And as you look towards the door, towards the horizon, you see that it is nightfall, there's moonlight and everything, and it just kind of floats way off into the distance, a huge mass of spiritual essence. Despite Mestic being killed, he is still out there somewhere. You look over towards the well, and that blue and purple light is still shining from within it, upwards and illuminating the room. You slowly start to walk over and look at it. You notice that a small magical writing illuminates along the side. What languages does everyone know? Common, under common. Orcish and common. Uh, common and gnomish. Common, elven, gnomish, orcish, and infernal. Common, deep. I, Sylvan, these can't. Common, Elvish, Undercommon. So Finch, you're the only one that can even like break the idea of what it says, but it's not extremely clear. This gate is no longer closed by its linked protector. Um, the gate will close soon, 
okay, uh, it's going to close soon. I'll look at everybody. <laughs> that sounds like a positive thing, right? Does it say how soon? I'm struggling to read even this much. This is all I can really get out of this. There's no one to protect it, so I think it's fail-safe. It's just kind of like, close soon. That's not good enough for me. I need to know when. We need to be able to tell them when. When? <laughs> I yell into the well. <laughs> Are you, you yell into the well, like, looking into it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Instinctively, yes. <laughs> I will be close to it, though, not into it. Because as I get closer, that seems like a bad idea. We've we've orchestrated ACES to work together. People are going to meet, and if this is going to close and it's the only place we know how to get there, is this our opportunity? Are, are you suggesting we go into the portal now? Maybe we should contact Gate. I don't know. We may not have the luxury of making this decision later, for what it's worth. True. Ketha's not moved towards the portal. He's just taken a knee, like, where he was after Mestic exploded. He's just been kind of staring at the cooled lava pool, and he's going to turn his head over to the group and say, uh, If we do go in, we won't have a way back out. We don't have the gauntlets. It's a very fine point. Can we leave this unguarded? Well, I guess it's going to close, so. But when? We wait. Soon. <laughs> Someone should yell it at the well. <laughs> I'm going to go look in the well. You want to go look in the well? Absolutely. All right. So you go and look down into the well. It almost reminds you of when you looked down into the arcane well. It gives you that vertigo where there's just this emptiness of nothing other than just colors moving around. And in this situation, it's purple and dark blue instead of the pink and white, I believe it was before. No, not pink and white. I don't remember what it was for... Some yellow in there. I think. Yeah, it was a lot of color, probably. But you start to get vertigo and you start to pull back because you feel like you're about to fall in. But then you see something in the distance. A small little black spot. And then you hear in the chamber, all of you. Thank you for opening the gates. Your reckoning is coming. And you watch Felomir as that black spot gets wider and wider, which as you realize is just getting closer and closer. And then you see a horizon within the blackness. It's a landscape, a landscape you don't recognize. It's rocky and gray and there's a dark sky. And then right whenever you think it's getting close enough to be quote unquote connected, it closes. The lights shut off. And you look down in the well. There's just a stone floor at the bottom of the well. I'll sort of stumble back a little bit and catch myself. Well, I think it closed soon enough. Well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Dorth, did you recognize that voice? No, I don't think I've ever heard that one before. Do you think it was, you know... Boring? Do I recognize that voice? Felomir and Finch, you do recognize the voice. It is the voice of Vorin, you assume. Yeah, that was definitely Vorin talking. Well, thank God the portal closed. And we did good coming back here. I would say so. I'll add that to my report. <laughs> 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 and I'll use sending <laughs> to uh, Captain Gate. 
course. Uh, I don't know what time it is where he is, but or if he's busy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Gate, we've arrived at the uh, the, the, the so-called portal, and uh, you know there was a guy here, but we took care of that. It's closed. Dorian. You hear back in your head. That's good to hear, Dorothy. Thank you. Report back to Gamora. Weird to report back to Gamora. He says it was good, by the way. It felt like a pat on the head. Good, good. I, I think we did the right thing, too. Now I'm free. Free of the fire giant. Oh, that's right. Do we think it's maybe worth causing some physical damage to the well? Voren seemed very excited and eager. And my guess is his understanding of all this is better than ours. Why would he be so happy if this gate's actually closed? Should we physically destroy it? I don't think that's necessary. I mean, the gate didn't open until Mestic appeared, which was a few minutes ago. Sure. But Mestic is still out there, and I would assume the others are as well. I would think so. They could come back. Is it possible there are other portals, wells, other than the Chaos portal? Well, I don't believe there are any portals to Grixolis apart from this one, but there are some two other planes, I would assume. How easily he can get here from there, I don't know. I'm just concerned that his knowledge is deeper than ours, and this portal could simply reopen. I don't think it'll reopen unless another giant appears. If everyone's comfortable with the state of this well-slash-portal, then we can move on. It makes me uncomfortable, but... You can break it if you want. Uh, I gotta just use my mini mining mitt to like dismantle it real okay. quick. So you take your mini mining mitt, and as you start to try and cast something to dismantle it, it seems to resist any kind of magic effect. Hmm. Well, this normally breaks up rock pretty good, but it's doing absolutely nothing to this right now. It cannot be destroyed. Your your mitt breaks rocks magically. I'll, like, move some earth around him. Yeah, so you, like, grab some stone from a different area and start to morph it. And, yes, he can morph earth with his mini mining mitt. Okay. Can anyone cave this place in? Yes, we may not be able to destroy the well, but we could destroy the pathway to it. I would do something. What's the height of the ceiling? 50 feet, I believe I said. Okay. What's the, let's say, like, approximate diameter of the chamber? Um, Radius or... Radius, radius is probably 100 feet. Okay. Why don't we all leave to the doorway, and I will do my best. Sounds good. All right. Is this the best option? I don't know. Do I, we need I, to... I, I very we truly don't, don't know. <laughs> do we need to inquire Gate as to what to do? My my only point of contention is, contention is it's a gate to Grixolis, a place the majority of us have no interest in going to. And it's a direct line. And they do have another way there via the chaos portal. If anyone needed to go there for some reason. True. One less point of defense is the way I see it. If collapsing this place works, it may not. I may not have the power. Well, let's give it a shot. Um, before we do anything, I'm going to use my uh, channel divinity. Who are you healing? Whoever's bad. 51 out of 82. I believe you can only heal up to someone's halfway point. Correct. So if it is anyone below half. Uh, I'm at 36 out of 98. I've only taken 16. Okay. You good, Doris? I'm at 43 out of 81, so I am. I'm five below half. So it sounds like Finch if there's somebody to give it to you. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can yeah. take 13. I'll, 
to be at half. I'll split it between me and um, Bench, 10 each. Okay. Thanks. Keth is going to linger behind a little bit, like as everyone goes into the next room, and he's still just kind of staring at this cooled lava pool, and he's going to pull out his hammer and slam it into the cooled lava and just pick up a chunk of the dried molten rock and pocket it and then uh, walk out. Okay. So as the six of you exit into the chamber where the statues were, I'm not strictly exiting because you said the diameter or the radius is 100 feet, yeah. right? So I'll be 10 feet from the doorway. M- math. We're gonna. There's gonna be some algebra involved. I just need to be far enough to cast shatter on the ceiling above the well. Okay. Um, how wide is shatter? 90 feet, and the width of the cast is 10 feet, I believe. 22. All right. So, yeah, you cast Shatter above the well at the point right above it. And you said it's 10 foot radius. Yeah. Uh, and 20 feet of uh, area on the surface of the ceiling breaks off and falls to the ground. And some of it falls into the well. But that's it. I did it. <laughs> the, the mission has been accomplished. We will move on from here. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to cave it in. Look, I did my best. That's all. I, that's literally all I had. I said I'm not sure if I have the power to collapse this place, and as it turns out, I didn't. You know, I tried. Is there still ceiling above the well? Yes, I a ca- whole mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I cast a level four chromatic orb of thunder. Okay, give me a spell attack first. 17. All right, so your thunder orb goes into the center of that spot where Rokar had done the shatter with a 10-foot radius. Give me the damage. 32. All right, so it's a 5-inch diameter uh, ball of orb, like ball of energy. Wait, it's 4. 4-inch. Four 4-inch. Four okay, so you see a 4-inch hole in the center of where he did the shatter. And just a little bit of pebble and dust and rock kind of fall down into the center of the well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, it certainly looks sealed to me <laughs> as I back out of the <laughs> the foyer and into the snow. Maybe, maybe we just close the doors and I'll start trying to close the door. All right. Give me a strength check. Uh, strength check. Can I assist? I see him closing the door. Sure. So you're going to do advantage because Rokar is assisting you. 12. All right. So, yeah, you uh, push a door. It takes a whole lot of work and a whole lot of time, but you slowly push it into position, and that's one of the two double doors. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's going to take a lot of effort to open these doors. <laughs> Do I see any structural walls? The mountain is the walls. Yeah, that's oh, this whole it's like time. like a cave. This yeah, whole like, time okay. y'all been doing that, I'm like, y- y'all are trying to bring the mountain down right now. <laughs> like, I don't I think like, us being in the other room is gonna stop. I thought up. the thunder was gonna start like an avalanche that killed people at the bottom or some shit. <laughs> like, All right, well, let's go get the other door. All right, let me help you out with this one. And, no, Finch, I got this. <laughs> Slightly better. That's a 14. So yeah, it takes time again, but it closes. There doesn't seem to be any kind of magical effect of whenever you close it, but it's, yeah, it's closed. <sighs> All right. I guess we leave now? Yeah, I thought maybe there would be some sort of transportation portal that would take us back to off this mountain, but are we going to have to do all of that again backwards? I don't know, but we should probably rest inside here before we take off. 
Well, could always use a hut. And I'll look at Felomir or Dorith and Dorith. And it is a hut you shall have. What what time of day? Approximately early night. It's night. It's like early night. Okay. I would like to take this opportunity. If we're resting, if we're choosing to rest, I'd take this opportunity to find my familiar. Okay. So yeah, you can do that while you're resting tonight. When I was unconscious, I guess when Mestic appeared, I don't really remember what happened. I just walked into the room and everything went black. And then I saw, I guess I had a vision. I saw some man come into the, into this chamber and he casted some sort of spell. And I saw Mestic and Hakar and the other two giants appear. And then he turned and left with them. And then I came back to I don't know who it was but I guess that's how these giants were created hmm. created or freed well Keth if I recall correctly I believe ex dolu uh, during the time of the equilibrium commanded some sort of elemental protectors so that was ex dolu well I can't say for certain but that would line up hmm. I would thought he would be bigger well he was but a man I guess so. Hey, uh, Felomir. Yes? Uh, I was wondering, um, it, it may be nothing. Uh, I actually hope it's nothing, but, uh, I was wondering if you could look at something for me. Oh, well, why, certainly. What is it, Dorth? Okay, hold on. And I will go in my backpack and pull out the plate that <laughs> Jiminy gave me. What is this? Uh, let me see. I'm gonna detect magic. It's not magical. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. It say, what does it say? Eat well? Is that it, what says it says eat well. <laughs> it's a silver plate that says eat well on it. My word, Dorth, where did you find this? Well, it found me. What What? What do you mean? It was when we were uh, we were at the house with, with Kurgle, and before we started this adventure, um, I had some contact with Jiminy, and he told me to look in a certain spot, and this plate was there. Looks like a silver plate. I know it does. Well, this is no mere silver plate. This is a very powerful magical item. <laughs> really? Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. It's just a plate. Then what? <laughs> I'm going to snatch the plate a back. Nice one, Belly. <laughs> Eat well, I guess. The well. Well. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> Well, you found the arcade well, and there's the shadow well. Now there's the eat well. <laughs> oh, no. The wells can only be destroyed by consumption. Go in there. Eat the well with your powers, <laughs> what with your bardic powers. This is the well that they come through. <laughs> like my backpack's just like got demons poured out of this. <laughs> the eat well. Well, thanks anyway. Anytime. It's a lovely plate. Thanks. I think I'll eat on it. Is there anything else anybody would like to discuss or do? Kind of familiar did Rokar summon. An owl. So yeah, as uh, as y'all kind of dampen down in conversation, uh, eventually Rokar does finish his ritual and you see a spiritual owl appear. Do I have conversations with the owl? You can speak with it telepathically. And it speaks with me as well, right? It's yes. not one-sided? Correct. Okay. I'd like to ask it if it has a name. Hootie! Hell yeah. <laughs> Hello.
Is that with a with a D or a T? Booty. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll credits. <laughs> All right. Booty. I'm Rokart. It's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. The so when you look at Find Familiar, it says that they're really intelligent. Are you assuming that <laughs> it he says isn't? hyper super intelligent, <laughs> in, like word for word? So just so you know, <laughs> definitely not a real big dum dum. I want it to speak in only Hootie and the Blowfish quotes. <laughs> 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 well, you've got some homework to do. <laughs> Around you, pillars of lava erupt from the ground. Yes, bring me have, the duct tape. He has lava. <laughs> Where'd you guys get lava from? The duct tape, uh, yes. <laughs> nice. Duct tape models are getting better. There's no dildo on this one. I don't know I what I was expecting. <laughs> oh, I was this expecting was exactly this. It, and it's not that bad. It's got his little shorts on. Hell yeah. <laughs> got all them pockets. Some cargo shorts, dude. From Old Navy? He stands back up and takes an offensive stance. Give me initiatives. Oh, did he ring a fire us? Did he pentagram a fire us? <laughs> That's exactly why your mom didn't want you playing this growing up, David. <laughs> What a ter- for, all right, so what a terrible song. Tonight's gonna be a good night. I don't want to fucking hear about your good night. I want to hear about the the greatest night. No, a the, good, a good, good night. I I hate that song so much. <laughs> that lyric just drives me insane. Twenty slashing, five fire, so two fire. Talking Britney Spears in 2002, that's a hit. Too fire. <laughs> 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 it's completely unnecessary. 